Welcome to Create Momentum for Positive Mindset. Today, my guest is David Bidgley. David Bidgley is a photographer and a content creator. How are you, David? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all good. How's your weekend been? Yeah, very busy, just uh, sorting out a few things. Um, I'm kind of between London and Dorset, so uh, I'm up and down the M3 um, a lot at the moment. But yeah, very good. Um, kind of good to try and get everything done. Um, I'm still behind with a few things. I'm still going to try and drop um, a couple of YouTube videos as soon as I can. Uh, I'm also got to finish publishing a few um, photos as well. So yeah, very busy, but doing well. All right. It's great that you're doing that. So uh, please tell me about your journey. Uh, that how did you, uh, from a working profession you come to into mm -hmm. photography how did you manage to do that okay um quite an interesting story actually um so i have been working in the pharmaceutical industry for about 20 years so ever since my early 20s i went into the pharmaceutical industry which um was great it, it was a good industry at the time it's gave me a lot of um, freedom. It gave me a lot of autonomy in the role, which is something that's very, very important. I think as a personality, I'm somebody who doesn't really like to be constrained by having to be in the office for a nine to five or having a boss breathing down my neck continually. And, it, you know, I was kind of, kind of doing that industry for 20 years. And I thought it was really what I, you know, what I wanted to do. However, um, I was very lucky in that my last employer paid for me to do a diploma at Henley Business School. And if you're thinking around um, looking at, at, at a kind of elite business school, it's more about actually teaching you about yourself than it is about teaching you about various business models. And through a lot of reflection, through a, a lot of things that I did, I kind of realized that for me, probably doing a regular nine to five job wasn't fulfilling. Now, the thing with that is that obviously, yeah, you know, you have to do certain things because obviously if you want to sustain a certain lifestyle, you have to live a certain way. Um, but really for me, one thing that was always neglected was the creative side. And I think that that creative side is something that's really important for anybody to have. And it's the same, even so, with people that want to go into business. So I know that you, you, you speak a lot with entrepreneurs and you speak a lot with business people. And I think that people that are real creatives are the ones that are the real leaders. And what I mean by that is that it's something that at school um, is kind of, to an extent, pushed out of certain children. They want you just to be listening. They want you just to be complying. Whereas in reality, the people that really um, get to the top in whatever field they're doing are the ones that look to really develop their creative side. And I think from my perspective, I realized that it was something I was always passionate about. I used to do photography quite a lot when I was younger at college. I used to be in the photography club and I used to make some really great images. I was also interested in art. However, um, twists and turns aside, you kind of get pushed away from that you kind of get pushed into the mentality of uh, car and house and um, 
promotions and better jobs and mindsets like that, which in all honesty, isn't very constructive. Now, this is something that people really need to think about. Realistically, we are going to be working our generation till we're in our 70s. So if you leave university, if you go to university and you leave in your early 20s, that is over 50 years. Let that sink in for a second. Over 50 years. Now, most people work, if you're lucky, eight to nine hours a day, seven days a week. That's if you're lucky. Most people work more. So that is probably over a third of your life for those 50 years on a nine to five that you, that you sorry, you're, you're, you're waking. That's half of your waking life. You are in a job. So is it better to do a job that you're interested in? Is it better to do a job that you're enthused about? Or is it better to do a job because it pays a little bit more in the short term? Because trust me, if you do something that you're not passionate about and you're pushing yourself to do you're going to burn out, you're going to become disinterested, your performance is going to flag. And very quickly, what's going to happen is that the driving force that got you there is going, to, is going to start to wane. So what's going to happen off the back of that is that you're going to be less productive, you're going to be, um, and as you get older, I think as well, um, pardon my French, but your tolerance for bullshit goes down as well. So when you're talking about um, you know, having to go into a meeting with a boss who knows less than you, um, talking about things you're not really interested in. Um, yeah, it's to have to put up with 50 years of that is very, very difficult. So um, my thinking was, um, I was made redundant just over a year ago. Uh, I'm lucky in that my financial situation is relatively stable, that I can invest more time into gap filling the areas that I, 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 um, I, I couldn't do before. And what I mean by that, and I think being an artist, whatever medium of art that is, be it acting, um, music, art, photography, poetry, writing, whatever, there's a few things that you've got to bear in mind. First thing, you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to really know what, what it is you want to create. Um, and as a creator, you've got to know what you want to create. Second thing, what the real talent with with any kind of artistic media is being able to have a vision and an idea and then being able to translate that vision and idea in a way that other people will receive that that's the real magic of it if that makes sense so that's a very brief rundown yeah of course it, it makes sense because if you are working for um, uh, there's very a simple saying that nine to five only makes you you can survive but your six to ten can make a fortune so mm -hmm. i am um as soon as i saw your video uh on uh, youtube that mm -hmm. you wanted to be financially free rather than to be into nine to five job mm -hmm. i got impressed by that mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of time uh, you you work your whole life and mm -hmm. um you won't get, you just paying, you just paying your bills and day by day, your life is going on. You're not achieving anything. You don't have a freedom. What you're doing, you're selling your time. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing. You notice that you uh, are going to be financially free when you mm -hmm. want it. So what inspired you about photography? 
Okay, great, great question, actually. Um, I think it was something that I always enjoyed doing. Um, it was around when I was um, a teenager that I really got into photography. And it's around kind of the magic. And in those days, it was it was all processing film in a darkroom. And it was great where you could go and get, and, and the images that we were producing were black and white, and they were quite grainy, and they had a real kind of edge to them, very different to, the kind of things that you would make with a you know a camera that you would take to the boots chemist and uh, i don't know if you remember back in the day you, you would take your film to boots chemist and then a couple of days later they give you a, a a pack of your holiday photos or whatever um and i just thought it was a great it was a great me it's a great medium actually um to be able to to create and i think when i came back to it again um a few years ago probably two or three years ago now it had all changed completely. So it was about understanding and learning the medium of digital and how that works. And what was a big inspiration for me is I happened to meet a former very famous artist and photographer who um, wants to remain nameless um, and for, for, for various personal reasons. Um, and he kind of helped me um, along the way and he kind of explained the journey and, and what he did and how it worked and, and everything like that. And I think what is great as well when you're doing photography and creating, it's the buzz and the energy you get when you've created something. So um, I can talk you through a couple of sh a recent shoot setup that came from a concept and an idea where it was inspired from and then how the images came out off the back of that so it was kind of a, a a process and then when you finish the process and you get the end result it's it's a really fantastic feeling and you know you can be buzzing from from achieving something like that for weeks and that's the kind of thing that money can't buy and you know you were saying around the nine to five i mean i was earning quite good money and what i was finding was um a lot of the time in order to kind of and it, it wasn't necessarily with with with, with my roles in my, in my last few roles but certain roles outside of the pharmaceutical industry and certain things that i roles that i did which were very high paying roles in finance and, and and various business roles that i also undertook as well over the years um you're earning good money but because you're having to deal with a lot of stress you're having to deal with a lot of um just general day-to-day irritants and unpleasantnesses you find that you spend more money as well on things that you um that you don't really need just to justify that and i've known people that have been working in the city in in banking and they spend money on sports cars that they never use or they use for six months and then they sit in a garage um they go down to dorset in pool harbor and they buy a boat that they might use twice a year that's that's that, that's costing them 10 15 grand a year to maintain and they just do that for the status doing that for 50 years i don't think so um so yeah and that so you wanted it. to be happy that's why you have changed your career yeah i mean i'm kind of at the moment really i'm i'm, I'm not i'm also realistic as well i mean being in the, have you ever heard the saying of a rock star industry? Sorry? Have you heard of the saying something is a rock star industry? No, I haven't. Okay. So 
the saying is certain industries are what's classed as a rock star industry. And what that means is that you see people that are very famous at the very top who are like the rock stars. But then there are lots of people lower down the chain that aren't actually making a living. Now, I wouldn't say or advise anybody to leave your nine to five and go and pursue your passion. But what I would say is bear in mind that it's always worth taking that in mind. Now, with my photography, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be something, hopefully, that will be generating an income. But I'm not relying on thinking, actually, you know what, I need to be earning a certain amount from it. Because I think that kind of takes away from, from my journey, if that makes sense. And yeah, I think okay. that if you're passionate and you're interested, then the money will come. That's the big take home I want to relay on to your listeners is that if it's all money, 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 it's not going to work in the long run because you can have that mentality for um, a few years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, but you've got to be something that's got to keep you busy and entertained for a very long time. And if you're doing something you're not interested in, it's going to be difficult. Of course, then you're going to complain about it and all your life uh, you're complaining because mm -hmm. you see, uh, if you go to Oxford Circus, just for mm -hmm. example, on a busy day, yeah. and you just smile to the people, people got mm -hmm. so much frustrated with their job, which they don't like, but they're still doing it. Uh, many people do it. The, that's the reason uh, I have, uh, I find out my niche, what, what what I am better in. So that's why I like to talk, talk with people. So talking mm -hmm. with people give me a lot of um, satisfaction. And that's the reason I started the podcast. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just networking with different people and all walks of life. It could be a photographer, it could mm -hmm. be a educationist, mm -hmm. entrepreneur, anybody. So that is much better because I, I will never feel myself that I'm exhausted or tired. But when, pe when people are working, they're working during long hours and they're not fulfilling. It's not fulfilling for them, but they still yeah. carry on. So uh, apart from uh, photography, so what are your hobbies are? Me, oh, plenty, too many to mention. Um, so sort of things, fitness, um sports massively massively into sports playing and and, and and following um motor racing so i do car and motorbike track days quite regularly in the uk and abroad um so yes yeah, so that kind of thing mountain biking cycling um yeah so i'm quite an active person i think it's always good to be keep very well rounded i think that too many people that, that 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 just stick to one thing as well. It's, it, you know, it's nice to kind of vary it up, kind of releases the pressure from other things. Yes, but what I did want to say with regards to my photography is I I, I very much said um, I don't want it to be to be high pressure. And the thing with it is is that if you go and you're somebody who wants to go and and, and in and anything and and wants to push 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 to earn lots of money. And in the arts as well, you're putting yourself out there for open criticism. I mean, you can go out there and you can go and do a photo shoot and the client might not like the photos. You hear stories um, of wedding photographers who spend hours and hours and hours through no fault of their own. The, 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 the images of the bride don't, you know, because the, the, the bride thinks that they look a certain way that they look. 
and then it becomes the photographer's fault. So, you know, it's, uh, so for me, I kind of stick to shooting what I want to shoot. And if that generates um, money from it, then it's great. I'm selling some prints. Um, if people want to sell, you know, want to buy prints, then I've, I've got some prints of some of my photos. Um, I've taken some photos recently, which I'm going to approach some Porsche garages with a model that I know and my Porsche car, which I'll show you. Um, and I'm going to approach some Porsche garages. Hopefully somebody might be interested in taking those on for their campaign, uh, or hopefully if they're interested, they might hire me for some, uh, from some, some, some campaigns and some lifestyle type photos. So that's kind of the direction I want to go in. Definitely. And, yeah, there, is a, there is a lot of money in it, but I think if you go out there with the mercenary attitude of, I want to chase money and I want to be rich and I want to be rich, you might be disappointed. So I think do what you enjoy doing, um, share your content, share your work. Uh, and hopefully that will lead to something. It might be that I take some of my, some of my prints into my local Porsche garage. Um, you know, guys, what do you think of these pictures? They might turn around and say, actually, do you know what? We want to commission you to do um, a load of photos for our garages. Um, take some photos of our cars, take some photos with some models, male and female models in Bond Street or wherever with our cars, you know, advertising lifestyle type work. And we'll pay you, you know, big, big companies. I mean, Nike, for example, they won't bat an eyelid at spending three million pounds to a creative for, for, for a campaign. Of course. You know, Would you like you to think, well, if you can get into that, that's where you can earn serious good money doing, doing good things. But then, as I said, it's a rock star industry. Yeah. How many people want to get to the top? And it's the same in, in, in music. You know, if you think I want to be a top, I want to be the next Justin Bieber, you're not doing it because you're enjoying it, then, you know, you're, you're going to fall off eventually. But if you keep producing, you keep busy, you keep networking, eventually it will come. Of course, but people don't understand another thing, which is you don't always have to be the number one in the game. Like number two, if you take an Apple example, Apple is the number one um, at the moment uh, brand yeah. in the world. But Tim Cook was the number two or number mm -hmm. three, but he's still, uh, I mean, he's well off. And again, if you take yeah. the example of Microsoft, um, Bill Gates has given the CEO to uh, Stephen Bloomberg. So he mm -hmm. was not the number one guy. There is there is entre there is entrepreneur there is entrepreneur you can be number two number three guy and you can still make it there is uh, no harm to be number one number two or number three if you are making it so would you like to show a, a piece of work of yours yeah absolutely um i can show you um bear with me a second i'm just going to show you actually I'm just going to find it So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a shoot and I'm going to sh talk you through um, the creative concepts behind it and the um, end results. I'll show you some of the images and the end results. Um, and this is why I was explaining earlier around um, the whole process behind, um, you know, creative and, and, and being a creative because the, the process behind it is is actually what I think is all about being a creative. It's not just literally taking the images. And you get a lot of photographers that are just what I would call camera operators. They're literally guys who can operate a camera really well, but they haven't got the creative side. So um, let me try and see how I can share my screen. Okay.
Can you oh. see my screen? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I can see your screen, yeah. Okay. So this is a um, photo from my last, one of the photo of many from my last, last photo shoot. Yeah. So yeah. what I wanted to do with this was, this was a uh, photo shoot with a model that I know. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Is the audio gone? Yeah, yeah I can hear you properly, yeah. So what I was looking to do with this was I was looking to showcase my Porsche car and I was looking to showcase it with a model, but I was looking to go away from the traditional um, images that you see on teenage boys' walls of a girl with a sports car. I was looking for A to use a different kind of lighting. So what I did was I set up some gel lighting. I was looking to go with a very 80s feel. So um, there's a artist who's a big influencer of mine called Patrick Nigel um, from, the, from the 1980s. And his, his work was very bold, very, very, very bright colors, very, very glamorous kind of setting. And I kind of was, was, was looking to do something that was, was kind of neon and bright, but also with the car. So this is um, one of the images from that. I'll show you some others. So this is another one. Um, this actually went to print and I gave this image as a print to um, the model. Uh, what do you think of them, Shazad? It is absolutely nice. I like your work. Yeah. yeah. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to do it, do it very differently from, um, you know, your, your, your original, you know, kind of a girl draped over a car. I wanted, I wanted it to look a bit look a bit different. So I was really pleased with this because I went with the concepts and I'll show you some work of Patrick Nigel. Um, and how I wanted to, to make it look bright and neon and punchy, but also with that, with that theme. So kind of a bit of a, a unconventional as well. Um, I think with photography, what, what, what the trick is, is mastering lighting. And with that kind of concept, it's one of those ones where the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Does that make sense? Of course. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, so it's all about experimenting and playing around and trying some trying some things. And um, this is some of the ones that weren't um, with the neon lighting from that. So um, again, um, I went with quite a contrasty um, black and white image with this, with sort of quite strong whites, quite strong darks to kind of make the uh, image more dramatic. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. Yeah. And this was another one as well. And again, um, if you can see, I went, I went to make the image as dramatic as possible. So I wanted to try and make this as though it had kind of motion in it without there actually being any motion. Amazing. Yeah. And this was another one. This was again, more similar to your traditional um, kind of shot, but again, I wanted it again to be very dramatic. So. I wanted to make the hair quite highlighty to look as though her hair is actually in, in motion when she's throwing her hair back, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was a, a, a recent shoot um, that I wanted to share. Um, this is another one that's, that's gone to print and um, the prints are available for sale on this one. So this is Stonehenge. Um, for those of you who aren't from the UK, it's a, it's a historic, um, sort of uh what would you call stonehenge stonehenge i mean it's all uh, stone place. Uh, monument yeah yeah monument yeah a Historic landmark monument. a landmark yeah. 
Yeah, something like that. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Stonehenge basically is um, in sort of the south of England. And the interesting thing with it is that nobody actually knows how those stones got there. And it's fascinating because the actual stones are from uh, thousands of, not thousands, hundreds of miles away. And they've been there for thousands of years and nobody knows how they got there. And I can't remember, but some of the, the stones weigh tens of tons and they've been placed on the ground on top of other stones and they've lasted for, nobody really knows how long. So it's fascinating. So what I wanted to do with this shot is I wanted to try and capture um, kind of a mystical, mysterious sort of feel to it. So kind of with this, it was kind of around, um, what would you describe it as? Kind of like a, 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 a fairy tale kind of, um, I wanted it to have a kind of mystique about the image. Um, so this is this is this is this is how that came across. What do you think? Absolutely um, incredible. And I'll show you one more as well. Um, so this was a guy I used to train with. He's a fitness model called Ramon. Um, and again, I wanted to go with quite an artsy shot um, with him. He's done a lot of fitness modeling. Um, but I wanted to do it quite artistic. So I like the way that the shadows form sort of leading lines from the railings on the right onto the middle. Um, and, 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 and kind of, again, I went for a, a quite a high contrast, um, punchy black and white to kind of add, add drama to that. So that's, again, um, how I went with, with, with those kind of shots. So well, I'll stop sharing now if I can work out how to do that. Uh, okay, stop sharing. No. Can you see me? No, your uh, photo is gone. My I think you, gone. if you can... Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll leave, I'll, leave, I'll leave it up. Which photo do you want me to leave up in the background? Uh, it's fine. Uh, absolutely fine. Okay. If you, I mean, if you come off the express there, it will be, I think it will come back. Which one? Stop sharing. If you come out the uh, Photoshop image now, that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great okay. work. Amazing. As soon as I saw your picture on Instagram, so I mm. sent you a message. Amazing pictures. Which one do you like? Which, which ones do you like? I like the first, uh, the first one uh, with the model in um, the Porsche. Porsche. Okay. The that was, I find it amazing. Yeah, I like. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I like. I love cars. So that's the reason. Oh, okay. What 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 cars are you into? I because uh, in UAE. I mean, uh, my parents live in UAE, so my father used to have oh, a, nice. so a spare part shop. So you used to bring okay. high end, low end, low end cars, all sorts of cars. So, like my favorite one is CL five hundred AMG. That's oh, my favorite. Very nice. Car. Very very so, very nice. So I like Range Rovers quite, uh, Range Rovers, they're nice okay. as well. Yeah. So that's sort of, uh, that's sort of, those sort of cars. So I want to ask you an, another thing uh, we talked yes. about in between. What do you consider as to be a financially free? What is financially freedom in your term? Financially freedom in my term is... I can go through it in, a, in, in, in a couple of ways. I can answer that 
as a concept or I can answer that as a in reality. So I'll answer both. So as a concept, I think it means a situation where your passive income matches your expenditure, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. you've got a way of generating income without um, needing to go through the uncertainty of having an employed job. I think that's what people will generally constitute that as being. And in reality, um, you know, you might have uh, your mortgage plus your bills. And if you've got some kind of passive income coming in over and above that, I think that's very important to have in this day and age because of the just the general instability of things. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, as you said, I agree with you. So after this, we'll wrap up. My last question will be that uh, what message do you have for audience you want to give uh, to people or your colleagues or anybody a message for them? Uh, yeah, so uh, everybody, uh, stay true to yourselves, follow your hearts, uh, but also be realistic that, you know, you do have to um, generate a, a, a paycheck to survive. Everybody needs to, to be a constructive member of society. But don't be afraid to be constructive, a constructive member of society in the way that you want to be, more so than the way people prescribe it to you to be. And I think as well, um, it's something that the I think a lot of the the, the 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 nations outside of Europe need to catch up a little bit on that there are options outside of your traditional career paths that you can go. I think growing up in this country, being multiracial, and seeing growing up in a predominantly British white upper middle class area you can see the attitudes are very different amongst British European people to money and income and careers than it is amongst Asian people and African people. So I think that maybe people need to realign themselves a little bit more for their environment. Absolutely. By no means least follow me on uh, Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. Sure I will give the link uh, in the description. So please, uh, everybody support uh, David. So he's a great photographer and uh, a great person. So thank you very much. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And I will definitely catch up with you later as well. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay.